Have you guys actually heard about the new show? Have you heard about this? It's called Little Fires Everywhere. Yeah, I heard it's unreal. It's an eight-episode limited series only on Hulu. Starring and executive produced by Academy Award winner Reese Witherspoon and Golden Globe nominee Kerry Washington. Oh, I actually did see this on Good Morning America because they were promoting it. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I love both of them together. Um, that's exciting. And now it's good for me to know that I can watch the first three episodes, March 18th, and new episodes every Wednesday only on Hulu. Wait, this actually sounds really good. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Wind Down with Janet Kramer and Michael Cossin, an iHeartRadio podcast. Wind down on location. Woo-hoo! Beachfront. Hey, we are in a beachfront room right now. We're in Wilmington, North Carolina. This so is uh, exciting. just adults in socks right now. We have like a room full See, of like 10 I adults don't like in their socks. Wearing socks. Isn't it weird? It's like there's no in between. I do not like wearing socks. So when you go to a person's house, I think it's so weird if a, a grown person, a grown adult, is just walking around in socks. I just, so, I find it so it's weird. It's like bare feet is okay. Shoes is obviously normal, but walking around in socks? Walking around in socks, I just think is so silly. I can't do it. But then at the same time, though, I'm like, well, what if you don't have, like, you know, what if, I don't know if I want someone walking around barefoot, too, if they're like, well, again, like their, you should, their toes are not like clean if, if you have other adults coming to your house, you shouldn't enforce the take off your shoes policy. We don't do that. No. But I do know some people that do. But again, it's like, uh, I if it's like your core close group of friends or family okay, or like immediate family. OK, fine. Shoes off or socks off? Like shoes if, like regard, irregardless. Okay. If it's your closest friends or your immediate family, if you want to make them take their shoes off and they're in socks, fine. But you don't have a big group of friends or a big family. Everyone take your shoes off. Then you're meeting other grown men in their socks. I just think it's so weird, which is why I don't wear socks. And in general, I don't wear socks. I mean, I know we all know you wear two pairs of socks. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, I, I just don't like wearing socks. I don't. It's so, because I, I, it's just, because you know when you're going to take your shoe off, I don't want to be stuck in socks. One, because they're always mismatched. Two. Which, which Jana tried to do my laundry one time. <laughs> this is the last time I had to do my one, laundry. Whoa. This is the last time. Back. This is when I told her not to touch my socks. I, but lately You do my I laundry. Have, I've, well, the last, you like, should do my, you don't do my six socks. Six months, I've done your socks. Yes, I have. I've folded all of them. And just, I just put them away. You don't know. Last six months since we've moved to Nashville, I've been folding your socks Sick. and doing them right, and unfolding them out of the other ones because the doubles. Anyways, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I'm have to put up cameras or something because I don't have any proof really? of this. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I haven't really noticed that. Yeah, because I put them away for you. Mm. I've been putting away your clothes for you. Anyways. Oh. I, I appreciate. Haven't noticed that I've like put your clothes away. I when you have, I've acknowledged. But I've done your socks. Maybe it was a light load that week. It wasn't. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving on about moving socks. On. Anyways, <laughs> that just messed everything up now. <laughs> Everyone's all rattled. Everyone that <laughs> sit in the room with us, like, this is what this podcast is about? Socks? <laughs> Glad I'm not listening to this one. <laughs> She's upset about the fact that he doesn't remember that she puts away his socks. But go ahead. So any, it's been a year since I've put away your socks. So we're here in Wilmington, North Carolina for a One Tree Hill no, I really convention. need you to finish that. No. <laughs> Our listeners do not need to hear the rest of that. Okay. 
Uh, we're here in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina for One Tree Hill Convention. Yes. And you're excited? I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so pumped. They're your OG fans. OG. Love my love love my tree healers. Every time I ever um perform somewhere, I always thank my tree healers. I always dedicate a song to them because mm-hmm. they're they were there for me from the very beginning. I mean, so much so that tonight when I was saying that to them, I started crying and I felt yeah. so silly. Why? Because I you know, I hate crying on stage. It makes me And on the podcast, so but she did that last week. But but like not it's not to a bunch of people. No, I, yeah, I get it. You know, I'm still embarrassed, but not to like but it's, seeing it. But it's real. Well, yeah, that that emotion was real. Just because I'm I'm super thankful for, for If it their, wasn't for that show, like who knows? Oh, I would have never gotten a record deal, ever. Right. It in launched, a million, I would not have gotten a record deal in a million years. It launched you. It was yeah. your it was your launching pad. So and I just wanted to say thank you. And so when I said that, I just I, I just I just got all choked up. Understandably so. But I just, I've always loved my tree hillers and I've always appreciated them. And so that's why, you know, and then I said, I won't give up on you. And then I say, I won't give up. Well, I will say I've been uh, enjoying being here and kind of witnessing all of it and seeing you in this element of where like Jana Kramer was born, <laughs> <laughs> the place you were conceived, <laughs> you know, and just to see the, the support, because I've always seen that your shows, even before I even knew what the heck a one tree hill well, was. but here's the thing because because yeah because obviously people who listen to this podcast know that mike never watched one tree hill and you know um and so i mean granted i haven't seen all of them either but <laughs> but 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 you know when he'd go to shows i would say all right where are my one tree hillers at and i mean every single show the crowd goes louder then I mean the crowd goes crazy. I mean my band guys are always like, "Whoa!" Because yeah. it's just they overpower the room. Yes, they do. Which is why again I'm always so thankful for them. And you know, and and you were like, "Who are these One Tree Hillers?" Mm-hmm. And now you were able to meet them and see them. I was, and I never really got it. So I figured, and those of you who are at the show tonight understand this, heard this story. But I'm gonna say it for our listeners who weren't there in the crowd. But I was like, "All right, we're coming to Wilmington." I've been putting off watching any of the show. I've seen like the time you sang. Mm-hmm. I saw that. And I think the time you're like in the bathtub slitting your wrist or something. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, let me download some episodes to watch on the way to Wilmington to like One Tree Hill Country. So I do that and I'm watching. I downloaded the first several that Jana's in in season seven. And I just keep looking over at her. And she's like, what? And then finally, I, I was like, "What do you?" Finally, I like take my headphones off. I'm like, "You're the worst." Oh, I'm like, "Alex Dupre sucks." Oh. I was, like, I was like, I caught myself like looking over you with a face like, "Dang." Aww. But it was it was just your character. Yeah. I was like, "This is so." It started out that way. I was like, "This is so not you." Mm-hmm. First of all, so it's weird for me to be like, "Okay, you're like straight up action. Like this is acting." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is so not you. It's the farthest thing from your character. So it was just weird to see. Well, yeah, because, I mean, my character was an alcoholic drug user. I've never touched a drug or been drunk in my life. So it was just, like, so polar. And just mean to everybody. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, you're the worst. (laughs) So I was just, like, my whole, and that's why I was asking the crowd tonight. I was like, how do you guys like her? (laughs) It was just the character. It was just the character. I mean, yeah, I mean, she, I, th- I think she becomes redeemable. Well, I'm going to have we'll to We'll talk more, more about now. that later. 
but yeah, because you're like, why do why how do people end up liking you? So yeah, I'm very I, intrigued to find out. Okay, so we're gonna talk to Daphne um, Zuniga, um, who played uh, Brooke's mom. Yes, right? yes. Hey, uh, look at Mike with his hey facts. Um, but first, let's take a break. We all want to do the right thing to keep our bodies healthy in the long run. But even if we try really hard to eat kale salads and drink green smoothies, well, we're still most likely not getting all the essential nutrients we need on a daily basis. Well, Rituals Essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough of from food, all in their clean, absorbable forms. So no shady additives or ingredients that can do more harm to your body than good. Two easy-to-take capsules provide nine nutrients you need to support a strong foundation for your health. And what I love about Ritual is that it is for women. It's a multivitamin reimagined. So from D3 to omega-3, Ritual is essential for women, helps fill the gaps in a woman's diet. Also, no nausea capsule, which is amazing. It's gentle on an empty stomach. And there's a mint tab in every bottle to keep things fresh so you don't get that really fishy aftertaste, common with a lot of omega-3s. Um, again, for me, I love it not only because it's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, allergen-free, ingredients, all of it. And their sources are out there for the whole world to see. Ritual is delivered, okay? It's a subscription, easy to start, and it's easy to snooze. So it's only a dollar a day to have all the essential nutrients your body needs delivered every month, no strings attached. And I've truly noticed a difference. I take Ritual every single morning. It's something that it's part of my routine. I notice a difference in my skin, my health, my hair, everything. Um, and again, it's just nice to know that it was designed by a woman who knows what we need. Better health does not happen overnight, and right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash windown to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash windown. Do you want to own iconic luxury items at unreal values? Yes. <laughs> well... Then go to The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers. Designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off of retail prices. Honestly, the realreal.com has been great for us. Um, I know Mike found a watch the other day on there. I, I found a few shoes. Yeah, I saw some emails for, over my birthday for my birthday presents Jan was going on there for. Uh, yeah, I'm all about the deal. So whether you shop in store, online, or the app, get 20% off select items with promo code REAL. That's the realreal.com promo code REAL for 20% off select items. Hello? <laughs> hey, Daphne. Hello. Hi, Wait, girlfriend. let me pour some more wine. Oh my God. Yeah, I just poured some too. <laughs> You're my girl. Hi, Daphne. I'm Hi, Jana. On the line, you also have my husband, Mike. Hi, Daphne. Hi, Mike. <laughs> um, my husband wants to ask if you want the opera turned down. By the way, I never knew he loved opera. We've been together 13 years. You never like the learning about never ends. Wait, That's what did fantastic. you say? No, don't turn See, it down. I come, we, I come to, he's can, playing opera, and he said, do you want me to turn this opera down? Does he and want I'm to be like, an opera singer? No, but it's like I didn't even know he liked opera. That's like I've funny. known him for 12, 13 years. Okay, well, so this is funny. since this is a relationship podcast, um, you've been with him for thirteen years. So are you? So it's so you're still finding out things about your husband that you didn't know he liked. For example, the yes, opera. yes. What like else are you finding out about your husband thirteen years later? <laughs> 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 oh my God! Well, um, that's a good question. Let's see. 
Um, it's so funny because I know so much about him Mm -hmm. and I have to be careful not to just assume what he's going to say and predict what he's going to want and Mm. expect the same old thing that I know. And that doesn't give him any room to like, you know, be spontaneous or, or change it up a bit. Cause I'll be like, you know, I think that's more of, I know so much about him that it's like, um, it's more of that. Like I try to, anyway, so I was a little bit thrilled about the opera is my point. (laughs) It was like, Oh, this is kind of sexy. You're like, okay. I go, like literally, uh, then she started singing Christmas opera, like Silent Night. Like so here we are, random, you know, February Friday, and I'm like, so we're listening to Christmas music, the Holy there? Night, and like, yeah. <laughs> How do you He's guys like, keep it like hot her. though after 13 years? Like, what do you do that like changes things up? Not well, Jana. Anymore. Not only are we 13 years together, but. Um, I'm like 25 years older than you and he's older than me. So hot. Um, well, you know, just even if it's, is it, yeah. you know, do you still make sure you do the date nights? Do you, you know, what, what's, what's yeah. different now than, than it was? Well, you know, what's weird is that we, I think because I, we each waited so long, mm-hmm. uh, like he, like we were older when we met. So even though it was 13 years ago, we, I was in my mid forties. He was like, he was 50, no, in his fifties. Mm-hmm. And he, so, so we really liked each other. Like we spent 24 seven as most, but we, he doesn't get up and he works at home. He has an office here. And when I'm not working, I'm here. So we spend a lot of time together and I'm just grateful we get along. You know, we just get along. And so I feel like effort definitely goes into it. Like, it's not like if I were with someone that I didn't know that well and love as much. Now it's like, I want to do this. I want to see him happy. I want to see him and for him, it's just a natural. I came home the other day and there's like roses everywhere. Aww, I'm like, what? That's sweet. And yeah. I mean, he just, cause he went to the farmer's market and he put a, you know, a bouquet over here and went up in the room and, and I went out the other day and then I bought some for him just cause it's a Tuesday, that kind of thing. Like mm. it just becomes this familiar, I think just overall we've learned to treat each other well and listen to each other and that makes it day-to-day fun and exciting and you know we have serious life issues to deal with too but um so I think it's like that it kind of blends I don't know we really get along but yeah of course you know we kind of drive each other crazy yeah for sure I mean I feel like that's (laughs) (laughs) one year of marriage to 500 years of marriage but do you think the communication is what's grown throughout those years or what do you think has kind of gotten better throughout yeah, you know, time and what's maybe like, Oh, I need to do better at this. Okay. Well, f- the way we communicate is changed. And so? so just by nature, I'm, I go to, uh, you know, being loud and I need to be heard. And I'm like, I get very, you know, angry if I feel like I'm not, I get triggered as it were from like when I wasn't heard as a child or as a freaking actress for 30 years or whatever my, uh, I would go to like, you know, zero to 60 in a second and just react. And he tends to go inward. His mode of dealing with difficulty, and especially if someone's, if I'm 
angry is to go inward. And that's a terrible bonding pattern because that just makes me more angry. So Mm -hmm. I have literally had to work on that and, you know, talk to my therapist about it and, and really not take his niceness for granted. So here we are and years later, and I don't do that anymore. I just, I just don't because I realize with him I don't need to and he but I do need to say I need to know that you're listening to me right now you know like and and, and one thing Jana I don't I don't know your guys's relationship Mike but <laughs> I I read this book called the female brain and there's the same writer she's a neuroscientist and the and she wrote a book the male brain too which she said is more of a pamphlet <laughs> than a book <laughs> we are more simple creatures <laughs> but um you know, I've learned things like I just because I'm feeling something in the moment and it feels really intense and I need to be heard and I need him to know this and he can't necessarily take it all in. So mm-hmm. I have to go I have to be uh respectful of how he can take it in and how how and when. So if I have something really important to say, I'll say, David, I need to say I wanna talk about you know, this one thing, can we at lunch or this afternoon, can we discuss blah, 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 you know, maybe just 20 minutes, then he can file it away and know and agree to it. And then he can give me all of his listening. But if I see what I think tends to happen is we look for an opening, right? Like we look for an opening in the guy's attention. And then we just want to fill it all in. Well, Jesus, he's listening. Um, and another thing, you know, blah, blah. and and they just can't take it. And and David will just his eyes will start to glaze over, or used to, I should say. And I'm like, <laughs> yep. you're not listening to me. And he's like, I can't. Please stop talking, like <laughs> you know. And so that's been a lesson, a lesson to learn in over the years of getting to know each other. It, it really is like, yeah, I had to. Go, okay, if I have something important to say and it's like I need his full attention, I need to say, you know, at this time, what time's good, let's talk. Whether it's trips we're going to take or jobs or finances or the neighbor or the whatever it is, mm-hmm. it can't be like I'm inspired and so I just can say it. And if he had something to say to me, I could take it in, but he can't and it's not fair. Like we communicate differently and take things in differently. What, what would you, know you attribute I mean? that to? What would you attribute that to most, Daphne? With is it just maturing in yourself or the therapy work that you're doing to be able to look in the mirror and be like, okay, I need to change how I'm delivering this because I feel like just in Jan and I's relationship, it's it's taken some time for us to to really you know spend our individual therapy sessions actually talking mm-hmm. about ourselves and not the other person, right? I feel like that's mm-hmm. for everyone that's new in therapy. You go in, you feel like it's a place to vent about your partner, your significant significant other. But now Jana and I both have therapists that are like, are you here to talk about them or yourself? Because I'm here to talk about you. And so yeah. it, it, again, is it something like within yourself, like what helped you realize, okay, this is what I need to do and not worry about what David needs to do? Yes, absolutely right. And I, you know, when I got into therapy, gosh, t- 25, 30 years ago, I, I thought I'm going to be there for a month. I'm going to no a couple of sessions, deal with this crazy guy that I was into and <laughs> fix him. And then I'll see yeah. you later. Yeah. And 20 years later, you know, and she kept bringing it back to me, bringing it back to me. And I'm like, 
listen, I'm really smart. Don't trust me. I'm the Same. one that helps friends. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yes, it's definitely. Um, but she would point out like, you know, I think guys have, they have a frailty that the world doesn't really encourage or accept. And so they've learned to, you know, keep it in. And when I would see that I'm hurting this guy that I love so much, that really hit me. Like it, it hurt him the way I would act out. It hurt him. It, I could walk away from a explosion or whatever, because I was used to it. And I didn't grow up with role models of men that had that, you know, could listen and respected and were sensitive. And so when I saw, and she helped me see that. So to answer your question, Mike, he, she would say, do you see how that hurts him? Mm-hmm. And that he can't leave a situation like that. Like you can. That's good. And he, and he, and sure enough, I would see he'd be quiet for a while, you know, like for a day, even the next day. And it just, and so then I learned not only does it hurt him and I don't want to do it, but the union and the closeness that I was wanting is fractured. It's not there the next day in the silence and the hurt and the remnants of this acting out. And so I got really aware of that and I thought, wow, it's hurting what I want too. Because believe it or not, in those emotional expressions, I wanted nothing other than being so fucking close and excuse my language and trusting and, and I want him to have my back and I just wanted to like be so close mm-hmm. and uh, my behavior, I had to really realize it. And so, you know, I'm still an expressive person, but I will, you know, have my blow off in the, you know, in the car or, you know, not road rage to other people, but like on right. my own or I'll do it in my head. I'll have a little monologue, get it out of my system. And then, you know, treat him more skillfully and be with him. And, and I get what I want out of that. And ever since that's it's changed. And by the way, he's had to come out of his shell. We've both had to change. For, you for know. sure. And I appreciate you saying that because I feel like that is still something that, you know, society is catching up on with that men we can be, and we ultimately want to be sensitive creatures. We are sensitive mm-hmm. creatures, but like you said, we're kind of taught otherwise from a general statement um, as a general species, mm-hmm. but even, I mean, Jana and I had, Jana and I had a situation earlier today where she kind of made a joke about something and it hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. And when she kind of noticed that, you know, she playfully just kind of be like, Oh, don't be sensitive. And mm-hmm. it was just, I think there's still that common misconception at times where it's just, we're supposed to just take it and let it roll off of us mm-hmm. more than maybe females. Where mm-hmm. it's like, if I would have said a similar thing, it would have had to be this big, like, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, and I didn't mean it, and it would have been taken as so much more, but it's like, man, it's like, we're just supposed to be like, oh, why are you getting upset about that? Like, you're a guy. Like, you don't be sensitive. Right. You know, so it's and, a thing that we're yeah. still navigating. Yeah. No, I know. I know. And um, I, you know, what I realize it, the more work that you and Jana do with yourselves and we all do with ourselves and, and, and then with our partners, the better, the more each gender is going to get what they want. You know, the more, like the more you guys can talk through that or 
yeah, like if I hurt David's feelings, or he hurts mine, by the way, because, you know, guys also to protect that might be flippant about things or say things about women like, oh, you know, whatever. And that might upset me. And so I feel like um, it goes both ways. And it is, it's interesting, this whole relating in a real conscious our goal is to be in conscious relationships. You guys are both out there. You, you're trying to be conscious human beings. And I don't think our world has conditioned us for that. So we have to forge it ourselves and with support of like-minded people. Because you look out there, that hello, Tinder, uh, hookups. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, which yeah. is fine. I know people that have met on that. But, and, uh, but it's like where's our model? Is right. my it's Where not, are a, it's our not a breeding models? ground for conscious relationships for sure. And our, our society in general, because mm-hmm. we objectivize both. And it's, and I think guys, you know, the other thing I might say, since I'm on the topic of men and women and relationships is another thing that I used to want from the man. And I've learned that with, and you know, David gets the benefit of my 20 years of therapy <laughs> and I have, you know, but, um, is that women want to work out everything. Like we work through stuff verbally. We think about it. We talk about it. We talk with our girlfriends. All we do is talk. It's like to get to this emotional intelligence about things and then figure it out. And men don't a and B, you know, they shouldn't have to like them. Like in our relationship, he shouldn't have to deal with every blip on my screen. He just shouldn't. And so I think often we have to learn, Jana, to like, oh, dear, if it's really intense, then you pick up the phone and it's either your therapist or your friend or your yeah. coworker or something. And it's like, I need to do that. Because need- usually when we because that's what I've been trying to do is I'm like, OK, instead of me either lashing out or word vomiting, word vomiting all over him, I'll call a friend, I'll call, you know, girl that I consider my sponsor or I'll call, you know, I'll email my therapist and something. And by the time that I've voiced it out I go back to him in a way different version of myself because I've had thought about it I've had you know I rationalized it a little bit or at the end of the day too I'm like it's not even it actually doesn't you know doesn't trigger me as bad as I thought it did or or I look I see it a different way now and then it's not really anything it has more to do with something that I felt not anything that he maybe did so it's for sure recognizing that too where it's just like oh okay because sometimes too even where I'm like, like do we have to make it a big deal you know like let's just Let's just say we both, yes, we both did that wrong and, and not make it so heavy all the time too. Cause I feel like yes. it can just be so heavy. I'm like, can we just have an argument and not go into everything and just be like, eh, that and move on. Wonderful. I mean, but, but I feel like when we try, <laughs> I would love that. No, that's so much like, no, I want to pick apart it. Well, no, it's funny thing. is when I want to do that, he wasn't, won't stop. Like even the other day in therapy, yeah. he is like, I, I 1000% was the, 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 the wrong. And like, He's like, I just kept going. And it's like, he knows when he does it. I know what I'm doing it. And we just, when you want to stop, but you like physically can't stop. And it's, you've already started. Right. So it's like, you might as well just go down the, the slide. Keep digging. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's just You like, know, my therapist used to say, because of those reactions I told you about, you know, that, that would just literally come out and I could annihilate in, in a second and just set off a bomb and, and not even care. And then walk, this is even before, this before David, I, it wasn't even that bad, you know, my twenties and thirties. And, you know, it was like, she would say, it's like 
it's like a runaway train. It's like a, a, you have to have technique to stop it. You either have to leave the moment, just walk away, say, I'm just walking away. I'm stopping the train and just walk or something that you can stop that own train in yourself. Because the more you do this work, the more conscious and aware of this, you, I think you know more now what the uh, end result's going to be if you let that train go. And it may feel good in the moment and it's cathartic and you're fucking pissed off, but you are going to do damage and you're now, you know it. And so it does take that extra effort of like, I've got to stop the train. And thank God I learned that tool. And um, because it's so destructive and it doesn't get you what you want, you know? Girl, I hear and, you. Hey, mm-hmm. so I love the So we ready to talk. make it light? Are we done with the therapy <laughs> talk? <laughs> You're like, on that note. So. No, I, no I, I totally hear you. So we're going to stop the train right now. And um, because this is a Tree Hill um, episode and uh-huh. we are, you know, a lot of the listeners, they're always said, please, 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 like talk about One Tree Hill. Um, and so I'm like, okay, I'm here in Wilmington. Like there's no better time to talk about One Tree Hill. Yeah. Why did you love, um, like what was, what was the best part of playing your character? Well, I mean, besides working I with Sophia got and to, being her mom and, you know, and acting out all that shadow, like craziness and yeah. bitchiness was cathartic, um, for me. You know, now that you know about me, I had that side of me. I did channel it into Victoria for sure. Like I had zero apologies. Like after they said cut, I would go over and say, oh, Sophie, I'm so sorry. But while I'm doing it, it felt it felt good, you know, um, because you don't really get to do that in life. <laughs> um, so I got to be very bitchy and stuff. But I loved being in Wilmington away from. You know, I just felt like every time I would fly in, I could just leave my troubles behind and leave regular life behind and being on location in that small town and the friendships that I made and even the alone time was just, it was so nice. I don't know. I loved, you know, whether it's walking on Wrightsville Beach or um, taking drives or whatever it was, you know, going to a cafe downtown or meeting people for dinner at Deluxe. Remember that? Like it was. Oh my God, Deluxe. Yeah, yeah, I love that. that. Place was so good, you there, know. And I just love being in that that town. Yeah. Is this and this is just coming from a, a non actor here, Daphne? And I've always mm-hmm. wondered. And Jan always, even when I call Jan a you know success, successful actress and singer, she like shies away because she can't stand a compliment. So. Mm. Asking another, you know, actress that's been successful, like when you have these different characters and the, you know, the character that you had on One Tree Hill and, and, um, mm-hmm. and everything, what do you find, like what helps you kind of get even more into that character? Is it something that you find that you personally attach to, to make that character yours? Or is it just something you just kind of, you know, attack randomly? Or is it, how do you kind of inspire that role that you take on? Um, yeah, I had an acting coach, um, a long time ago who said the more specific, uh, the more universal, like you have to make things specific Mm -hmm. if for, for, I mean, listen, when you're doing a TV show and it has to be done, you go quickly and you made it, you don't get rehearsal time. No one's rehearsing there. We're just, you know, 
and I've done other TV shows, so I've learned that. And so, but to make it rewarding for myself, I pull definitely from my own experiences and I try to sometimes dig in and see because it, at face value, you might read it and go, I don't relate to this at all. Like right. I've never done this. I've never run a multi-million dollar company or hated my daughter. I've never even had a daughter or whatever. But when have I felt threatened? Mm. What's really important to me? Oh, my acting. Okay. Well, what if someone said you can't do that anymore? Like how threatened? So I pull up from myself what's real for me that would create that behavior protecting my acting or protecting a, a child or an animal or something, that's how I substitute and make it really real. And the world just knows that I'm, you know, yelling at the person in front of me. They don't, mm -hmm. and they fill in. So that's one way that's that I make it for. Yeah. I mean, I love that. And, and then there are the, and you're so, you're so good. I mean, you've been in freaking mm. a million things and you, everything, every time you're on screen and, you know, acting against you're just you're you're giving you're amazing you're you're Aww. so good and that's why like I hope that one day we can actually do something again together. I I've been I've been trying and I want I, I want. To I'll be your together. next mom for no. sure. We'll find a mom thing. And, <laughs> no, um, I mean that would be that would be great. I'd love. What are to you work doing right now? That um, let's see. A gig on NCIS. That was Ooh. so fun because I was a serial dater who was uh, um, a suspect, a, a murderer suspect, but also I got to do comedy because I love to do comedy. Um, awesome. And so I was a comic relief in that with the guy I was playing opposite of. That was really fun. And, and everyone there was. I mean, you were in Spaceballs, so comedy yes. has to be running through you. Yes. Yeah. And um, I just emailed Mel Brooks. <laughs> Every once a year, I'm emailing them and go, hello, let's do a redo. Everyone right? wants a Spaceball right? too. Absolutely. And then there was an article that Rick Moranis is doing a reboot of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Like oh. It came out yesterday or the day before. And so he's acting again because he'd been in retirement. Right, so I was like, right. Mel. And I sent him the article. And I'm like, let's do your it. princess wants to live. <laughs> so, um, oh, yeah. So that's great. And I love that. Any yeah, juicy, any juicy uh, One Tree Hill uh, things that you can remember that you can leave with with the listeners? Anything juicy? Uh, you mean like a storyline or, or just, just being there behind the scenes juiciness? Oh, behind the scenes juicy. <laughs> I know we don't. Kiss Honey, you have to remember, I was like so much older. <laughs> like I'm sure there was juiciness going out like probably every Thursday, Friday night. But I was like. Oh, back know. at the hotel, and um, I love you. You know, you're the best. Um, I'm okay, so bummed well, we're gonna miss each other. I know. I I hate it more than anything. But um, yeah. obviously, everyone like just follow love on Daphne. She's the best. Um, anything you want to leave the listeners with? Well, just um, you know, just that you're. I I love that you guys are doing this podcast and you're doing this together and you're sharing real life. I feel like that's how we help each other by sharing our truth and our stories and we all kind of connect and and I love that you guys are this relationship that is really doing it in a, you know in a conscious awakened way and you're doing you're doing the work like nothing's ever going to be perfect you're never yeah. going to find Mr or Mrs perfect you literally have to like 
you know, work on yourself, get to a place where you're going to attract and be attracted to someone who's healthy and loving. And then, and, and they have to want to do the work. Absolutely. And I just love that you're putting it out there. Thanks. Daphne. Thank we love you so much. Yeah. We so appreciate you um, calling in. Love you, I guys love you. Too. I'm going to see you soon. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go back to listen to some opera. Yeah, go awesome. listen to that opera. Okay. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Have you guys actually heard about the new show? Have you heard about this? It's called Little Fires Everywhere. Yeah, I heard it's unreal. It's an eight-episode limited series only on Hulu based on the 2017 best-selling novel by Celeste Ng. Starring and executive produced by Academy Award winner Reese Witherspoon and Golden Globe nominee Kerry Washington. Oh, I actually did see this on Good Morning America because they were promoting it. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, I love both of them together. Um, That's exciting. And now it's good for me to know that I can watch the first three episodes, March 18th. New episodes Wednesdays on Hulu. So the series follows the intertwined fates of the picture-perfect Richardson family and an enigmatic mother-daughter duo who move into town and upend their lives with devastating consequences. The series explores the weight of long-held secrets, the ferocious pull of motherhood, and what it means to be a mother, as well as the danger in believing that planning and following the rules can avert disaster. Check out the first three episodes on March 18th and new episodes every Wednesday only on Hulu. Wait, this actually sounds really good. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Own iconic luxury items at unreal value with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off retail. Shop and consign women's and men's luxury fashion and streetwear, as well as fine jewelry, watches, art, and home decor. Yeah, and new arrivals, they come in daily, and every item undergoes the real world's very meticulous... Brand-specific authentication process, overseen by 100-plus experts, including luxury brand authenticators, gemologists, and horologists. Shop luxury the sustainable way at their newest location in Union Square, San Francisco. You can also go online, download the app, or visit one of the original stores in New York or West Hollywood in LA. Honestly, the realworld.com has been great for us. Um, I know Mike found a watch the other day on there. I, I found a few shoes. Yeah, I saw some emails for, over my birthday for my birthday presents Jan was going on there for. Uh, yeah, I'm all about the deal. So whether you shop in store, online, or the app, get 20% off select items with promo code REAL. That's the realworld.com promo code REAL for 20% off select Select items. I love her. She's, she's great. She's awesome. She's so great because I I do remember just sitting at you know at the restaurant with her and just talking and I've just always I've I don't know I've just always looked up to her because she's she's a firecracker. She's fierce and she's she says what she wants. She does what she wants. She's just I she's awesome. That. Like I really like I love her. I'd love to meet her in person. She's. I feel like her energy is great. Oh, she's the best. I tried to get her to play my mom in the last film, but mom. it didn't work out. I know. Mm. Mom. Maybe the next one. <laughs> so that's why she said that. She's like, maybe next time I'll play your mom. But she's so sweet. She's awesome. Um, so it really is a house. No, a hotel party. I was going to say a house party. party. But it's a, I mean, we've got obviously Easton and Tori flew in. To uh, to Wilmington, North Carolina. It's Tori's birthday today. Happy birthday, Tori! How young are you, Tori? I feel old. I'm 25. Okay, you can, okay. Leave. You can oh. walk. Well, you right start rounding up after 25. I'm a decade and a day once, no, or a year you're older. Over 20, 25 is great. Once you're 26 and you're the back end of it, then you're like, okay. You're you're entering <laughs> into you're the best 
years of your life. Yeah. Really? When, when, when I hit 30, that is when my life changed. What? Hands down. The best years I think of my life. 25 30. to 35 is, there's a lot going on. But your eggs start dying now. How old are you, Mike? <laughs> oh, my God. But that's why I panic. I'm thinking 30. If I don't have 50 kids out, I'm just dead. I mean, I thought the same thing. Yeah. I mean, when I turned 30 and I was single. That's true. And I was crying in my bed. You were? with Yeah. I was 30, single, had a comforter over my head, bawling my eyes out. And my best friend, Catherine, was like, she comes over. She's like, you can't lay in bed and cry all day. I was like, I was supposed to be married. I was supposed <laughs> to have three kids by now. Like, I can't do that. Wait, this is so good. Yeah. So that's where, I mean, uh, no joke. I so was, what was the flip of a switch for you? Um, <laughs> What was the flip of my switch? You know what it was? I I was just like, you know what? I'm I'm done looking for it. I flew to Hawaii. I had some fun with a friend, and we. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! That couldn't have been more cryptic. Why did you guys think it was with the mate? I went with Amy. I was just, I had fun, and was just like, you know what? I'm just not supposed. To, I wasn't supposed to be married with kids right now. So what am I supposed to be doing? I'm supposed to be having fun. Yeah, you. So stopped. I went to Hawaii. I had fun. I didn't care. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to be with you. Why am I even here and why with you? And so I was just like, I'm having fun with my friend Amy. So Amy and I just like hung out, had a great time. Didn't see that other dude again. And I came back from Hawaii. And that's when I was just like, I'm just going to be me. And I'm going to have fun. I'm have no apology. I'm not going to apologize for my past. I'm not going to, I'm not going to move to San Diego for a dude. I never even wanted to be with. Cause that's what I was going to do. That's kind of and crazy. Then the, and then the alert. next day, ding, direct message from M. Cawson. <laughs> <laughs> But kind of, kind but of. no, but it wasn't, it wasn't right then. It was about six months later, but for those six months I was for the first time in my life, I was happy to be single and I couldn't, I could never say that ever. Interesting. So you stopped putting the standards, like I just, just stopped setting I just them stopped and put being more like, of- can I try and change him? Can I, yeah. can, will he be the father? Like can, okay. Cause I need a kid right now. Yeah. So I'm like, how can I make you be the, like the dad it is really annoying though that men can have babies <laughs> literally 24 7 for the next 100 years of well, their lives and that's when michael and i when we when we started dating and then we uh he moved in and we started talking about okay timelines and he was like yeah i could wait a couple of years to get married and in my mind i'm 31 and <laughs> yeah, i'm like you're like i can't no i was i was uh like i was almost 31 and in my mind when he said that i was like well how long and he's like i don't know like five years five years i was like i'm dead my, my yeah, things are dead up. you're like up. i have no eggs zero yeah, yeah we're the sahara desert i was 27 and that's where it was that is a little wild to think i about. was a baby yeah. okay compared to now yeah yeah but no it's true but i mean i think about it now and i'm like well shoot i'm 36 and i'm still barking up the tree for another kid so right, i mean right it's you know oh um, you can you know you guys know that i just- have a friend at you know, 40, 43 that just got pregnant with a baby. Janet Jackson had one at 50. Heck yeah. So I think, th- I mean, it's changing. The problem is, is that I came from a really small town. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not super mm-hmm. small, but all my friends, you, the norm was to have kids in your young 20s. You That's know just what it was. Where I'm from, it's, it's like not even getting married first. It's having a baby first. Mm-hmm. And I'm That's like, I have weird. two of my friends just say that they're pregnant um, and I had three friends get engaged this past week. So I got hit with a doozy a little bit, but I'm, I'm and like, we're going to Sarah's wedding. Soon. And then we're going to Sarah's okay. wedding. 
This Happy birthday, Tori! Yeah, we're doing great. We're doing great. Yay! This is so fun. <laughs> and then also in the room, we've got um, my band guys that are in the room. <laughs> and Kylie. Hi, Kylie. <laughs> Kylie is our nanny. Um, and she came because, well, here, do you want to hop in on this one? Jesus <laughs> Cheese and rice. Cheese and rice. So Cheese Kylie rice. Um, is our nanny, and she's awesome. And she she didn't, when did you tell me that you were a massive fan of One Tree Hill? So one night you said that Franklin gets really bad Postmates service, and you said you were hungry for dinner, and I offered to drive over and bring it to you because I wanted to spend quality time with you. Um, and so, <laughs> and you bought me dinner, so that was great. And then we may have addressed the idea that you didn't want a hot nanny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, I was like, by the way, since we're on this level right now, I'm a One Tree Hill fan, like major. It was after that. I just felt we were really vulnerable in that moment. Well, by the way, I just, th- it was so awful because we had hired you right after the whole hot nanny scandal. <laughs> and my heart was just like, it, it hurt because for you, because that's, I'm the one that addressed it with you. I was like, I want you yeah, to know, I think yeah, you're beautiful. Yeah. And, and I was like, I'm I know sorry. I'm beautiful. Okay. I'm good. Like, I'm good. But I'm whole, cute. It's good. But when she saw Tree Hill on the calendar, she's like, are you going to Wilmington? She's like, I'm going with you. <laughs> And I was like, well, I don't think Mike wanted, I don't think Mike dad wanted, from think, last week. I don't dad. think dad wanted to bring the kids just like how we talked about last week on the podcast. And mm-hmm. I was like, so, you know, I'm like, who would watch the kids? And I'm calling grandmas and nanas and papas. And Mike's like, why are we doing this? So Kylie can go to, I'm like, you don't understand. You don't understand Mike. She's a one tree healer. She's like, it's, this would really mean a lot to her. But he's like, well, that's her job is to watch the kids. <laughs> and if we're going to be gone, <laughs> Doing a podcast. Like, who's going to watch the game? We know where we keep the nanny. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> job home. description says. You know, <laughs> to, I completely watch understand our children why we go work. But I'm just saying there would have been less laundry folded. I would have put the dishes away worse. Like, it just would have been bad for a while, but I would have gotten over it. So soon it. I started sleeping with one eye open because I was afraid <laughs> Kylie was going to come slip me in the middle Literally of Literally well, up no. until this week, Mike has threatened to take Tree Hill away from me. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. Kylie, did you do your chores? Fear-based Fear based discipline, <laughs> truly, in our household. No, but it almost went away, and then I felt so terrible. I was like, Mike, we have to make it work. You know, I was like, because he was like, well, we can't bring Jays. It's going to be, you know, do we really want to break him? <laughs> Is that my four? dad voice? <laughs> 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 That's what it sounds like to us. Do we want to take him away at 4 a.m.? I was like, no, but it's for Kylie. Like, just think it's for Kylie. It's for Kylie. It's for Kylie. <laughs> and, you know, and so, so important. F- finally, Catherine... Um, BFF stepped in who's also my freaking manager she's like I'll watch the baby and again Mike's in the background going it's not your job Catherine (laughs) that's why we pay Kylie Mike contrary to popular belief these two people like me like they think I'm great company and they love me okay so anyways long story short Catherine has Jace right now thank you Catherine I love you so much I'm so sorry you're the best thank you and then free babysitting. I was just like, well, I really want to bring, obviously again from last week, I was like, I really want to bring Jolie. So, you know, um, Jolie is here with us and, uh, Mike is watching Jolie while, <laughs> while Kylie is with me. Mm-hmm. And Listen, someone has to be with Jana while she doesn't meet and greet. She can't do it by herself with the cop and the handler and all those people. <laughs> I have to be there. But, um, but are you happy to be here? Oh, wow. I'm shaking right now. You know, this is just like my acceptance speech. I don't even know what to say. Truly excited. If anyone wants to go check my Instagram out, you can see I tried to play it cool with Peyton. 
aka Hillary, um, but I didn't. And there's a live picture of me just being like, oh my God. <laughs> then she asked me what my name was and I kind of forgot it for a second. I'm going to be, I'm going to be better tomorrow, but I didn't get the nervous hands. I was really proud about I have them now. But I didn't have them then. Well, you did great. Well, I'm real proud of you. I am, Kylie. I'm. I'm happy see to see joy? you. I'm happy to see you happy. Thank you. Believe so much. it or not, I do love Man, you. Man, I'm gonna you're part of our. I'm gonna fold your socks thing. right from now on. <laughs> wow. Well, now all of a sudden, I sound like this high maintenance. Like, <laughs> Janet, how how is it folding Mike's laundry? It, it's difficult. Uh, yeah. But I've been doing it. And so I, did, were you here in the beginning when we were talking about this? No. Is this today? Wow. God's hiding. I don't know what you were talking about today. Oh, whoa. That's weird. Because Kylie was in the Prophetic. room making sure that Jolie was, I was like, make sure she falls like fully, fully asleep until you come and hit this room. Check on her. And, um, and so, but we were talking about the fact that Mike said that I haven't done his socks in a while. I was like, I've been putting your socks away and doing them. And that's hilarious <laughs> that you went back to the socks. The so socks were hard for him because he does like doubles. Right? I was literally folding his laundry in front of him one day. Like this is like a couple weeks ago. And he looked at me. He was like, Kylie, that makes no sense. And I was like, this what? is the Marie Kondo way. Like, I don't know what you're doing, but it's very popular on Twitter, Netflix, Instagram. People do this for life. And he was like, Kylie, like, no, that's just, it doesn't make sense. Cause when you unfold them, that's not how you put them on. And I wear two pairs and like all this kind of stuff. I literally looked at him and I was like, Mike, I'm not doing it anymore. Like and that. I was, and I said so it was just why like are you doing it anyways. You know, I just do that sometimes. Like I just she like does. I just do it. And I, I like said it. it's just like the knives in the pots and pans. I was like, if y'all don't want to hand wash them, then leave them. It's I'll do them. Butterfingers. I never care. Butterfingers. It's not my fault. You picked up a knife by the knife part. Like I don't know. Like it, that's what they teach you. Do y'all need a minute to like work like, this or like what's going on here? <laughs> just saying. Okay, so you sorry. <laughs> Got to keep my job. Uh, maybe we do need another kid. So I have another son. I guess more maleness uh, in their family. Surrounded by women attacking me right now. Anyways. Mike, let's affirm Mike. Mike, Mike you are a really great dad. That is one thing. Yeah, we're awesome sensitive creatures. You. All right, you know what? Well, let's bring Carl in then. Carl, come here. Carl, you're, you're on. You're, y'all give it up for Kyle. Follow Kylie. I mean, Kylie. Ka- Ka- oh, she can't speak, guys. Carl, Kylie. Follow Kylie. Come on, Carl. Um, Carl's in here with the rest of the band dudes, and um, he would like to. He, by the way, he killed it on stage today. Thank you. Do you remember the speech that you said? I can uh, recite it. What was it again? Uh, well, can I get my... No. Uh, no. <laughs> six million... I gave the six billion speech. Six billion speech. So the tree healers out there would know it. It went away. I mean, it went great. It was great. And I, I felt um, I felt like I really uh, did something that everybody uh, enjoyed. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you like being on the road? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Carl. I, I, I like also, fun words. I also would like... <laughs> I'd also like to point out that I'm wearing my socks because you asked me to take my shoes <laughs> off a while ago. <laughs> I feel like the description of this thing just needs to be like men in socks. Uh-huh. I'm just excited to be on the show. I've never been on the show. It's my first time. I've been on the like the live show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Carl's been coming on the live show with us along with the other dudes in the room. And um, what do you like being out on the road? Uh, I enjoy being out on the road with you guys. Because you were out, with, you know, you've been out with some amazing people. What, obviously, in your in a relationship too, how hard is that to be on the road, um, touring, especially with, you know, in the venues and the other women? Is that something that has become a strain in the relationship, or are you just no? What makes the the strong foundation? It's uh, it's not a strain because my girlfriend's dad is uh, he's uh, he's very famous. He's the singer in Leonard Skinnerd. So uh, he, she gets it. Oh wow! Yeah, she's actually out on the road more than I am now. 
Wow. She's going to Europe and South America this year. Maybe Australia. I don't know. Wherever else That's she can so go. That's so cool. Yeah. So uh, it's there's a lot of understanding. But I've had some, you know, people that haven't understood. Like my grandfather, he doesn't understand what I do. I have more disagreements with my grandfather than my girlfriend as far as being on what the road. What do roads. you guys fight about the most? Well, you don't fight about anything. He just goes, he just kind of looks at me in the eye and goes, I just don't understand your life. You get a job. You work there for 40 years, then you retire, son. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I have a story, actually, I'd like to tell from the road. Please, let's hear your story. Please, Road Diaries. It has to do with Tori's birthday. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're 25? Yeah. That's awesome. Do you know what happens when you turn 28? I'm terrified. Okay. There's this thing called Saturn Returns. Anyone ever heard of it? No. Okay, I'm going to tell you a whole story about it. It's great. It, it, it's not going to be too long, Easton. It's going to, it'll be entertaining. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah, I like how you just resituated yourself. I did. I resituated to, myself. I'm okay. leaning more on the pillow on the bed because we're all laying on a bed right now. I would also like to give a shout out to the studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> You're really liking not, this, aren't you, Carl? I not, love this. That yeah. is not sound effects made by Easton. That is an actual audience. So you asked me about the road, and. Uh, one of my first experiences ever on the road, after, I've been in Nashville for 10 years, uh, and probably six, seven years ago, I was, um, this is before I had a girlfriend. I want to make that really clear, because this story's not going to sound very good. Uh, sorry, this relates back to you, Tori. It's going to make a lot of sense. So, uh, I'm out in San Jose doing a radio show, okay. playing a acoustic guitar for an artist, and um, I hadn't had the greatest time. Uh, with them so I uh, we're sitting in the airport going to Atlanta uh, middle of the night red eye kind of thing going back to Nashville and um, I, you know I've got my seats set up and I'm gonna have to sit next to you know the artist unnamed artist uh, for the next you know four or five hours in my life and all of a sudden the gate attendant comes on and you know announces that they need some volunteers that would like a voucher to uh, go the next morning. <laughs> Boy, I'm your guy right here. How can you do that? Because if uh, you can't do that if you're traveling with the band. Well, it was the end of the run. Oh. So we were all going home anyway. Oh, 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 oh. So I said, well, I would I would like to get off. Rather than know. sit next to this artist? Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was just... Uh, I wish you could tell us the name. Ooh. I don't want to say. I don't want to say. I, don't wanna, I uh, wish. Well, you, know, you have me back on the show another time. Oh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, if you guys come to Texas, um, maybe Carl will tell us there for the wind down tour because we're coming to San Antonio, Austin, Houston, Dallas. It's going to be really fun the first weekend of March. So a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of insider information for those folks mm-hmm. if you come to those shows because I'll be there. So anyway, I get off this flight and I take my voucher and I'm the only one that does it and I go out to the uh, stand <laughs> to get into the hotel line, you know, for the hotel shuttle and. There's this other girl. She's pretty alternative looking. Um, <laughs> she's got kind of a, you know, a hippie-ish type um, look to her. And I go, oh, well, this will be interesting. So I get on the bus and start talking to her. And I go, you know, hi, I'm going to the, did you get off the flight too? And she was the other person to get off the flight. Oh. She's around my age. I was about 28 at the time. And uh, we're driving over to the Holiday Inn and... Uh, she, you know, tells me her name, and I find it odd. She, her name's Opal. Okay. Opal King. Beautiful. 
Well, it's not beautiful. Well, her name's Jennifer, but she said she earned that name at Joshua Tree. Oh, I love Joshua Tree. Really? I've never been, but I heard it's beautiful. So does Opal. Okay. Um, so anyway, we get over to the hotel, and I'm kind of talking to her, and she goes, oh, well, I'm just coming back from Taiwan, and I have a wife over there. I'm like, oh, interesting. And where are you going now? Uh, over to South Carolina. I have this, you know, this, this other friend I'm going to spend some time with, but I'm stopping here in California for a few days. I buried a couple grand in the ground, and you know, it's going like weird. Okay. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm a Enneagram one. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> where's Sarah for this? Yeah. <laughs> Mike, I love your look. I'd also like to point out that I am on the bed. Tori's on the bed, and Mike is just slightly off of the bed. He's staring very creepily at me. <laughs> Carl's on Janice's side of the bed. Janice's yeah. on my side of the bed, and Tori's at the foot of the bed while I'm sitting on the side. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I I, I really we, just would like to know the point. I'm getting to the okay. point. It's just going to be great. It, it's all going to wrap up very quickly. It's going to be great. I just want to thank That's you. That's the for title of the podcast episode. It's going to be great. It's going to be us. great. It's going to be so great. So we get to the hotel and I'm thinking to myself, I can just tell from talking to her, she's just not going to have a credit card for incidentals. So uh, I I just kind of you know we get off the bus and I I offer for her to go first because I go you know I know I how got, I gotta see this I know, go ahead that, Opal yeah. you're up yeah you're up Opal I'll be on deck yeah so she walks up there and she uh, starts to check in and the attendant behind the Holiday Inn Ex- Express starts going well ma'am can I, do you have a card I can put on file for incidentals because the room's free right but you do have to have a card for incidentals. I know this as an Enneagram one. I follow <laughs> the rules. I got my checklists. So um, anyway, uh, she starts like checking in and she pulls a debit card out of her wallet that expired five years prior to the day we're sitting there. Yes. And uh, she's trying to show it to the guy and the guy's going, I, you know, I can't take this. Uh, it's got to be an active card. We got to charge a, you know, a certain amount in order to check you in. And so immediately, just because of our conversation on the way to the hotel, she turns to me and goes, you know, do you have a credit card? Your name's Carl, so I know you got one. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well be Chad. Come on. Come on, Kyle. Give me your credit card. Come on, Whitey. Let's go. (laughs) And naturally, because because my name's Carl, I said no. Because I didn't know if maybe this was, I was going to get ripped off. <laughs> Easy, sweetie. It's Carl with a K. I'm edgy. Yeah. <laughs> now, because I mentioned earlier that this is prior to me having a relationship, I go, you know what would be fun? I got to leave here in five hours. I'm going to offer this girl. I'm not going to give you my card for incidentals, but I'd be happy for you to Carl. hang out on the other bed and we'll oh, hang out geez. for a couple hours before I have to leave. Carl. I know. Tori, what does this have to do? It's with not me? the same thing because if I'm in the room, I can watch to make sure she hasn't purchased movies or gone in the mini bar. Oh, like you're leaving, so she still has the room available to herself when you leave. Look, so I was 28 when this was happening. This is where the rest <laughs> like, of the story okay, goes. Like, okay, goodbye, Sayonara, Carl. Thanks. Okay, so I would like my breakfast delivered to me in bed. It wasn't that kind of hotel. They didn't have anything like that there. So anyway, we're sitting there. We are start talking. And, you You're know, like she's, I'm listening to an episode of Dateline. I'm like, where's the murder? It's coming. It's okay. coming. So 
she's talking to me and I'm I'm kind of telling her what's going on. I'm, I'm t- turning 28 next week or whatever. And she goes, oh, Saturn returns. Oh. And I go, what does that mean? She goes, <laughs> you know, think. Now, her name is Opal King. Uh-huh. She earned that name in Joshua Tree. And she's t- so I'm believing everything she's saying. Because sure. if she's going to know something, it's going to be something like this that mm-hmm. she knows about. So uh, Saturn returns is when you turn 28 years old. Saturn is in the exact same spot it was when you were born. Ooh. And it's supposed to create a slingshot <gasps> into your next 28 years. Oh. Yeah. Well, so the whole thing is that <laughs> if I'm 25, whatever but thanks you're for the doing, long five minute story that we're going to have to figure out. Well, it's <laughs> been a lot more than five minutes. <laughs> um, but anyway, when, if you're doing what you want to do by 28, it's supposed to be a slingshot into the next. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so, so anyway, you, got you three keep years. hustling three years. Anyway, so we're sitting there. It? Okay, no, okay. It's okay. almost that. And then as soon as she's telling. Oh, it's 29. And, someone. But 29.5 is actually the year. Google oh, says. Well, that's why I guess I got that extra year and a half to prepare myself. <laughs> um, so I'm sitting there and I'm kind of telling her I'm, I'm actually going to play on Letterman like two months later. And she's like, oh, well, this is great. Saturn returns, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, the, the time's going by and I'm feeling really inspired. And all of a sudden she's sitting on the other bed and she goes. So seriously, like she's in the other the room with you on the other bed. Yeah, we've got, you know, twin beds on each side okay. or queens, whatever it is. A couple queens. Um, and she just goes, do you know what duct tape does? <gasps> what? I go, no. Okay. Get out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she, I go, no. What Easy does it do? Dexter. She goes, it turns no, no, no into mm, mm, mm. Stop. Yeah. What happened? Do I want to know? I just was shocked. She duct taped know- me to the bed and... <laughs> Did you it go was, to sleep? I, I just need to know the ending. I, I don't really want to know if y'all... No, nothing happened. Okay. I, I immediately was like, I need to refresh myself for the next day. I'm going to excuse myself from the room now. Uh, and then later she told me that her instrument is that she really wants to play the didgeridoo. Anyway, so what that was... story. Thank you it, for sharing. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Us. And uh, then later she moved to Alaska and joined a band and uh, also purchased land in Uruguay. And, Sounds uh, like you guys are still really close. We <laughs> actually email every couple of years. So it's... Uh, wow. Well, yeah. Every 28 years. Give it up for Carl. <laughs> Again, if you want to see him on the yeah. Down podcast, come up. But I, I do... Oh, we're still going. Okay. I do appreciate... Uh, hanging with you guys and, oh, and i love you, I, I want to uh share more stories of the podcast but i you'll probably need to limit my time okay we thanks. love you carl thanks, thank carl. you so much you guys. bye hi <laughs> i i have no words <laughs> okay so <laughs> that was way too much fun between carl and kylie and daphne and just the socks i'm we're gonna yeah it's going to be great. It's gonna sh- <laughs> um, so we don't have time for this episode, but to be continued because next week will Chase and Alex have a reunion on the Wind Down podcast. Stay I don't tuned. know what that means. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Looking our best means taking time for renewal, including skin renewal. 
But anti-aging retinol can be harsh and irritating. Well, Burt's Bees, my faves, have found nature's gentle yet powerful retinol alternative, Bacuchiol, and has made it the key ingredient in their Burt's Bees Renewal Skincare line, which includes a firming moisturizing cream, refining cleanser, and more. All formulated without parabens, phthalates, SLS, and petrolatum. Go to burtsbees.com slash renewal and take time for renewal today. 